Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome everyone to episode 10 of the podcast, They Could Not Even Be Bothered to Ban. My name is possibly Marcus Braeburn. And I'm Tabby. They can't... And we are together... <laughs> the... The... Detective... Detective... Inspectors. They couldn't destroy us even if they tried. <laughs> not, no. not that they cared no. enough to try. We are bulletproof. <laughs> Bulletproof. And, and listener proof, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It'll pick up. It'll yeah. pick up. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So here we are. Um, and we've got an absolute doozy to talk about today. Um, I think it's fair to say this, this is possibly one of the reasons why we're doing this right now, in fact. Um Definitely, definitely. Uh, it's one of it's one of the two. It's one of the two that we were. Uh, what's the word I'm searching for? What, that, that we had to endure at work. Forced a bit, like effectively, much much like a sort of a, a prisoner might be forced to um, dig a hole and then fill the hole in and, and dig the hole again and fill the hole in. Um, we. How many series of this did we work on? Quite a few, quite a few. I can remember a Christmas Eve. No, was it Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? I think it was New Year's Eve. I was the only person at work. And we had to get one of these finished by end of day. And I was just sat there on my own on New Year's Eve, cleaning up an episode of this. And it was horrendous. So, because I remember like it being like a snow day and like no one else was going to work because it was snowing. No one could get like all the trains were cancelled. Everything was <laughs> everything was kind of fucked. Um, and uh, yet the powers that be booked me a taxi to take me all the way into work <laughs> just to, just to work on this. <laughs> um, that is a bonus. Uh, it was not a bonus. It was a <laughs> it was a travesty. Much like you can't the, argue with you can't argue with a free taxi though. That is a good thing. Uh, not when the free taxi is taking you to work when everyone else is off. <laughs> that's, that's true. Did I not make it in then? Uh, I don't think you did actually. Um, uh, I lived and I lived walking distance uh, away. What's uh, gone on there? <laughs> the roads were too slippy. <laughs> So we. Uh, so what are we watching? What are we watching, Tabs? We are watching a touch of frost. Um, it ran. <laughs> it it ran from nineteen ninety two plus. There's no end date to this. Like there could still I be know. more touch of frosts, which so long as David Jason is alive, which terrifies me. Uh, um, I can't. Can they really make more of this? Like, you know, not giving anything away. I think it's shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, you only have to know that the reason we do this podcast is because we were 
exposed to this, and the other one we were exposed to was Midsummer Murders, which yeah. we will get onto one day. One one but, day um, there will be a Midsummer Murders, but um, going back to like because we, how long did we spend working on this? It was a a good like eighteen months, to, like two years, wasn't it? Like we, it was it was one of it, yeah, it was one of those projects that was always hanging around. So if you had like in the good old days, you had a film, you did the film. When that film was over, you often had a few days when there was nothing to do, so we could just go to the Duke of York. Yes. <laughs> and sit in the pub. But once Frost came along, there was always Frost. It, always Frost. And and it haunted me. Absolutely haunted me for the fact that sort of like you would sort of like turn on the news and there would be like the weather and like invariably like the weather would say, Oh, an expected touch of frost. It's like Fuck off! Can I please not escape this? <laughs> I really, really want to not have to think about the fact that I have to go and stare at David Jason's smug face every bloody morning. <laughs> okay, it, yeah, it was it was grim. They were grim days. Uh, yeah, but you know, it was fine. Grim days, we- grim days. So, I mean, it's it's fair to say. No spoilers, but neither of us like this programme, so we're going to try and get through this as quickly as we can. But, I mean, before we start, this is like, this is one of the big boys of 90s TV drama. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's terrible, but it was popular and everybody, you know, it got big audiences because it had David Jason in it. Yeah, Uh, David Jason, National Treasure, um... Uh, only Fools and Horses, Open All Hours, like comedy. I, like uh, I knew I'd seen him somewhere before. I, I know. I, uh, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but um, but yeah, um, we worked that out. Um, so yeah, this uh, this started in like 1992. We're looking at um, yeah, the second series, um, which aired in January 1994. Can I say, can I say something at this point? 1994, I remember 1994, this looks grim. When I was watching the one I watched yesterday for practice, not practice, for, as I like to, <laughs> Research. Call, as I like to, as, as I like to call it, the prep episode. <laughs> Is that because you're a dick? <laughs> I've got a lot of time on my hands. Okay, my fair time. enough. I like to try and merge words. <laughs> Is that, is that all you've been doing? I think prepisode is good. I mean, it's only relevant to us, but it's a good word. Uh, yeah, no, okay. I'll, 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 you can run with that, that's fine. <laughs> Go with but it. Looks, it, it. It looks so grim. Like, okay, so this is set in the fictional Midlands town of Denton, the second time we've visited a fictional location in our, in our podcast. Uh, what was the first? The fictional island of Jersey. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, God, a deep, a deep cut back to Bergerac. Great. I like it. <laughs> See, I've linked it. I've linked it. But it looks, it looks dreadful. <clears throat> it's so grim. It's filmed in this awful way. That everything looks grey and miserable, and it's raining all the time, and it looks—it looks like the nineteen seventies. Everything is grey and miserable. Every like everything is like beige. Everything is like even the blue van that we encounter later looks 
like miserable. Like yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It, it's it's all horrible. <laughs> if I if I lived in if I lived in Denton, I don't think there's any way I would avoid having to commit suicide. <laughs> Well, that's it. So, I mean, if you're in Denton, it's either suicide or murder, and and like, uh, thankfully, like uh, for Frost, there's a lot of murder. Um, there is, which is a great link to the episode we're about to watch. So, uh, yeah, good link. That this is smooth, smooth podcast. Yeah, yep, yeah. um, uh, absolutely golden, <laughs> or, so, or, or or kind of muted, muted brown. Um, if we're going yeah. for day. <laughs> so when we come back, we will uh, let's get into frost. Let's get into frost. Felony homicide. And we're back. We are back. We're back. So Tabby, what uh, what episode in particular are we watching of the touch of a touch of frost? A touch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, right for our sins, we are watching um, series two, episode two, um, widows and orphans. That's... Widows and orphans, a, a particularly cheery title. Uh, yeah, uh, which uh, which kind of matches to, like the rest of the program content, really. Um, and uh, and this is kind of my problem. With this program, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this off my chest right at the right at the front. Is that they are, as we've mentioned, like everything in it is grim, 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 and they are trying so hard to make this grim and edgy, but uh-huh. but without really any kind of like context. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of like we want to make this make this a gritty program, but also it's just sort of like. It's gritty for gritty's sake, and it just doesn't work. But so what I want to say is, it is grim, and I won't get into it now. But it's it almost plays on like the worst kind of Daily Mail fears, <laughs> and it's like, it's, do you know what I mean? It's that real. It just implies everyone's in danger, and it's all horrible, and nobody's safe. Yeah, basically, every, yeah, you're right. Every every episode of a Touch of Frost is effectively like a Daily Mail headline waiting to happen. It's <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's nasty. So anyway, let's get let's get into this episode in particular. Okay, so the main plot uh, revolves around uh, a kind of a church group that old age pensioners go to, and it's you know your classic you know, tea dance. The, uh, at one point, they're all going off on a trip to Brighton to uh, have fish and chips by the sea. Your classic tea dance. <laughs> you know the thing. You don't... You Like, like when we're old, it's going to be classic drum and bass <laughs> afternoons in the church hall. And we'll all be sort of sitting there on our chairs listening to Ronnie Size represents <laughs> trip-hop and stuff. But in these days, in the 90s, the old age pensioners wanted to go to a tea dance. No, we'll, we'll be off our tits on, like, MDMA and it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I fucking hope so. I really do. I really do. <laughs> and if sugar bowls, you can stir it into your tea. If the future owes us anything, it owes us that. Damn it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So it, it begins, uh, there is a very crotchety old woman getting a lift home from someone and she... She's, you know, a particularly nasty piece of work and, and kind of giving the driver that's driving her home all sorts of grief for no good reason. 
Um, she's fantastic, by the way, and like it's the one thing I look forward to, like being old, is like legitimately being able to carry a stick that I can hit things with. Like, I, I, <laughs> I desperately hope this <laughs> when I when I reach my dotage that uh, that I will have a I will have a stick and I will be no no one can say anything. It's like yeah, he's an old person. He's he's just like smacking something. You, <laughs> you could have a stick now if you wanted. I do really want Just get one. a stick. Get a stick. Walk with a slight limp. Tell people it was a war injury. <laughs> what war? <laughs> one of the Afghan conflicts. Plus also, who would believe that? <laughs> so basically, she's really miserable. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to do this beat by beat. Uh, it's worth noting that Frost has a sausage sandwich... Two minutes in. Uh, I've got five minutes and three seconds in. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, just, yeah, I jotted the time down later, but I'm glad you picked that up. That used to be. It's also worth. It's also worth noting at this point that we definitely worked on this episode. <laughs> and yet, and neither of us can remember no. much. I, I remembered. Um, I remembered the uh, the woman hitting the window with the stick, uh, yeah. and that's when the memory came back to me that we'd done this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I can't really remember too. Much. I'm remembering things as they happen, but I'm not really. I certainly have no idea who who the villain is when we get down to predictions. Uh, uh, and and when we say worked on this, we probably spent a good week looking at this, um, and at least. neither of us have a clue what happened like it's it's so frost so so frost has a sausage sandwich uh there is any young couple who lives next door to this lady and basically they go uh, basically the woman gets home of this young couple gives the boyfriend a load of stick because he's obviously a layabout and this is kind of 90s dolly style and this isn't this is stick this isn't walking stick this is um this is grief grief (laughs) yeah yeah, <laughs> she's yeah she's bending his ear about basically being a useless git. Yeah, and uh, and then basically she so she but she hears the old lady's cat squealing from inside the house, and also the milk hasn't been collected. That old chestnut. So she goes round, pushes the door open, and to cut a long story short, they find the old lady, and she's um, she's been particularly badly beaten. Yeah, and uh, she but she's not dead, and she gets taken to hospital. Um, so yeah so basically then Frost arrives starts doing his thing uh, the neighbour over the road another old lady um, she points a finger at the young couple and says that there was an argument there is then the young guy has stolen the money doesn't really matter so so he basically while yep. the woman was had been beaten went in her handbag and took the cash that she'd got out from her pension Um but they kind of leave that. We haven't seen them since that scene, so not really. It's it's, it's kind of worth mentioning that sort of like they're they're a young couple. Um, they live in kind of poverty. They've got really nothing in their house at all, apart from a fucking fish tank. Um, it's huge, like, huge fish tank. What, uh, um, it's just why <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, you know, uh, they're very therapeutic. Yeah, but it kind of looks a bit manky anyway. Like you can imagine that flat smells horrible. Like yeah, because like a, an un, a, an unkempt fish tank smells abominable. <laughs> yeah, and I bet yeah, an unkempt fish, fish, fish uh, uh, an unkempt fish tank smells abominable. 
Also, I bet they're smoking tons of fags in there. He appears to have been eating quite a greasy breakfast when they turn up. <laughs> I bet they've got a big bowl of fruit. They've got a big bowl of fruit on the table. So none of it, the set dressing, none of it adds up. I'd imagine that fruit is like just like caked in grease. Plus also, you know... If you're gonna have like frost coming over to your house, you basically want it to smell like a fry up because like he will absolutely immediately think you're innocent. It's just like, well, you eat like me, you can't possibly be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> these, these people seem to be my sort of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you know, if you're ever in trouble with frost, just ply him with a bacon sandwich. He'll be like, <laughs> be he's all yours. Yeah, he would literally like if, if sort of like fried meat and eggs are like on the table, then like he will literally eat out of your hand. That's we used to have a joke at work, didn't we, when we were working on these, and we used to have a game about what, at what point you would first see frost eating either a fried bacon or fried sausage sandwich, and it was always, always within ten minutes. Um, and invariably in a stairwell, like it, it would always be frost, like walking upstairs, eating a sandwich. That that that. There's so there's there's so many conversations in this program <laughs> happen between people walking down corridors. That's the other thing I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the corridor conversations that used to happen. Um, so anyway, we move on. One important point to note here, which may come to play later is a piece of jigsaw is found down the side of this old lady's chair and there's no other jigsaw puzzle pieces in the whole house which I do not believe it's not like, a fucking it's stolen. Not, it's not a clue <laughs> no what I don't what I do not believe this this old woman has got arthritis god bless her soul <laughs> she's, she's probably not got a lot of people coming over to visit there is no way there are no jigsaw puzzles in that house. So I think, they reckon nothing's been taken. I think whoever has been in there has taken the jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> do you reckon the jigsaw thief would be really pissed off? It's like, oh no, there's a piece missing. <laughs> yeah, that's how they'll catch him. He's going to go back to get that missing bit of jigsaw. <laughs> But uh, like, uh, uh, and that's what and that's what they'd call him. That's what they called him in the press: the jigsaw thief. <laughs> it's it's a shame that the uh, the saw film franchise uh, kind of ruined that. But um, but also, like, old woman lives on her own. A jigsaw. It's not. It's not a clue. And I, I kind of think that maybe the writers thought they were actually being kind of clever. It's like, oh, no. it's a, it's a jigsaw. Oh, you've got to fill no, in the pieces. No, no. Because you remember what happens later on at the next crime uh, when she opens that cupboard. We'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. Don't it's, say another word. It's definitely a clue, though. And and to answer your question, no, I don't remember. So, <laughs> okay, so, uh, so, do, 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 uh, excuse me. So then you've got an old bloke wearing a hat, what you think to be a wig, and uh, he's in a blue mat, a blue van, and then you see him run out of the house, looking all scared. Frost and his uh, attractive lady assistant, <laughs> which it is noted in the program. 
he is not trying to get into her knickers. No, um, which which is a first for him. Like for a start, because she's thirty years younger than him, but that's never stopped him in any of the other episodes. Um, he does try and get off with like the nurse later on, but um, yeah. yeah, that's an ongoing. That's an ongoing romance. Oh, is it? Because she was in. Because she was in the preposode. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Which you, you did watch, I presume. Uh, I did watch a episode. Um, I'm sure uh, you watched the same one. Uh, no, I watched one that had um, uh, Spud from Trainspotting in it. It was... Uh, oh, right. Oh, well, anyway. Well, so, <laughs> so anyway, basically, this is, this is a good bit. So Frost and his uh, assistant are in the pub, and they then get... Frost gets a call. Uh, turns out from the old man in the hat, and it's uh, to say that basically this old man is a housebreaker and he's been into this house and found something. So Frost, for no reason whatsoever, rather than ring on the front doorbell and get into this house, decides to climb up the drain pipe along the roof in the rain. It looks so dangerous. Into the thing and then basically finds an old lady in bed and it's very, very sad. Finds an old lady in bed. Who's been, it is. Who's been dead for five weeks and her husband is still downstairs, like cooking dinner for her and stuff. He, and it's he's kind of he's sort of like shuffling about, kind of like mumbling and being kind of um, yeah. It, it, it's a little bit kind of like Norman Bates psycho kind of um, yeah. <laughs> it's like you. It's like you said. It is. It is. You know that real grim. You know it's 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 unpleasant. But also, like um, before, Frost inexplicably um, climbs up onto the rooftop. He berates his um, assistant for the fact that she's wearing a skirt, therefore can't actually climb up the roof. And like, that's true. Uh, um, and does have like the um, wear trousers next time. It's like fuck off, Frost. Like genuinely, <laughs> just like go fuck yourself, you fucking cunt. Like really, it's like. You want you want someone to do your fucking dirty work? It's like no, no, fuck off. You wear a skirt and you fucking climb up that roof. No, that's, like, let's that's <laughs> tabby, tabby, tabby. That is called comedy relief. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Like, don't, no, it's, no, it's not. It's not comedy <laughs> relief. But that's what they. That's what the the writers of Frost who wrote this program thought it was. And if any of you are listening, I'm sorry. But no, fuck you. <laughs> but you know, David Jason, a pretty, pretty solid comedy actor. Like one of the finest. Like you know, he's a legend. One, one of the legend. one of the most beloved sort of like comedy actors in like a number of things. And it's like, really, you give us this, like. But this is a whole. But this is the whole thing with Frost, and we don't. We we want to get sidetracked on this too much. But this is one of the whole things with Frost. The reason it apparently works is because it is David Jason playing against type. Do you know what I mean? In this, he's a miserably curmudgeon tosspot, and <laughs> that, you know what I mean. That's kind of what they're trying to do with it. That that is probably the most well used and accurate use of the word uh, tosspot I think um, yeah thank you very much no, I, I, I uh, absolutely I'll agree. take any compliment that I can get <laughs> and for you a compliment is tosspot <laughs> you no I'm not a tosspot I use the word 
<laughs> at this, at this point, yep. Frost has a bacon sandwich. Thirty-two minutes. That's two, two so far. That's his second sandwich. Uh, Frost, uh, and then basically there's another. I mean, there is a plot earlier on with this jewelry thieves, and uh, there's like a, a serial jewelry thief going on, isn't there? But that gets solved at this point because the old man. The old, like, crook who went into the house and discovered the dead woman. He turns out to be the jewellery thief. Yeah. So he, so um, he, he, gets, he gets collared for that. Yeah, because he had, uh, he's hiding his um, jewel, <laughs> jewels in a flower pot. Because <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> that's what you do if you're a, if you're a, a housebreaker. It's like, yeah, I'll just stick him in my caravan on my allotment. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> you know, he's not Catwoman, is he? He's just a standard, he's just an art, he's just, I mean, how he's breaking into houses anyway, he looks about 70. But at least has his own hair. So, um, <laughs> does, yeah, this is the guy that Tabby thought was wearing a hat-wig combination, but uh, obviously he wasn't. It looks like it, but um, kudos, I mean, that's that's probably one of the plus points of Touch of Frost, at least. At least they found someone and they didn't have to put a wig on so um, you know you know those um you know those stupid uh scottish hats that you get which are like uh, a, a tartan cap with uh, the ginger wig uh, oh the jimmy the, uh, the jimmy wig yeah the jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. The jimmy wig. <laughs> what this guy's wearing looks like an old person version of that pretty much I think is yeah yeah you. <laughs> no no you 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 have um hit the nail on the uh, on the bald head um it's Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so at this so at this point two things happen. Number one, we get a shot of uh, a number of old age pensioners or senior citizens as Frost prefers for them to be uh called uh, uh getting into a van and there is an evil driver who make no bones about it this this driver does not like the elderly because he gives them like a real filthy look but he hasn't said a word in the whole episode. Um, but he definitely that look he gives that woman is definitely a for fuck's sake. I I would really like the episode to follow him and just like the and just like his story of like how he resents the elderly, but like is is sort of like cursed to um, ferry them around to like bingo and back to like, from bingo to the nursing home and and back again and just like I think his, he's taken him I think he's taken him to Brighton on this occasion, which is pretty good for him. He can drop them off and then go around a few boozers, pick them up after. Yeah, true. It, it, it's a ah, uh, but that drive to Brighton yeah, from Denton, from the from the made up town of like the, uh, how long is that journey? Is it like five hours, like half an hour? Uh, you probably you're probably gonna come down the uh, the A forty three, pick up the thirty four, uh, down through Newbury, uh, across the M four. Yeah. Uh, Probably uh, maybe. pick up the A27 and then go across. It's a good four hours, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe have like a stop off at Midsummer and <laughs> just to, just to stretch your legs. No, you're not stopping at Midsummer from there. That's that's fucking stupid. You have to go well out of your way to get to Midsummer. <laughs> you're insane. Going through Midsummer at that time of day with all the on a Tuesday with all the murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the roads have been closed. If you go through midsummer, 
You go through midsummer with a bus full of old people. You're not, you're not getting like, out with all of them. Yeah, you go with like, you go with ten old people. Like five come out alive. <laughs> oh, I'd love that crossover. I'm so, so <laughs> you know, just you know, stop off at Oxford. Like, let more sort it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> That'd be good. A, a murder police, a, a British detective program bus tour. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's great because all the suspects are on the bus because the different murders happening in every place in every place they stop. You know that the murderer is one of the old people on the bus. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, by the yeah. time you get down to Cornwall for pie in the sky, <laughs> there's only like there's only three of them left. <laughs> and one is the driver, like <laughs> hands on the wheel at all times. <laughs> the, the driver done it. The driver done it. So uh, at this point, Frost goes. Oh no! This yeah. So at this point, Frost meets uh, Shirley Fisher, who is his ongoing kind of romantic interest. Um, in she's in the nurse. She's the nurse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, she's the nurse he meets when he goes to see the uh, the initial old lady that's okay. injured. Um, and they discuss potentially having dinner, blah de blah Then, basically, the woman who drove the initial woman home turns up. She's in visiting the lady, isn't she? Then her husband turns up, and he is an utter prick. Yep. Um, giving her all sorts of grief, because she's supposed to be at some awful dinner party around at some grim friend's house that they've got. <laughs> Everything, uh, everything is grim. <laughs> and then, and then, and then there's another murder. Um, a woman is on the phone, leaving a lengthy, angry answering message to her son. Uh, and then she is killed. And then basically, you get. Um, and then that son is uh, more interested in his expenses than the fact that his mother has been murdered. Can I? Can I just? Talk about the uh, the answer phone message that she leaves. Like that, uh, admittedly, yes, she's old. It's nineteen ninety four. Nice, yeah, it is nineteen ninety four. Um, and when you are leaving, and I don't care how old you are and how new the technology seems to you, but when you are leaving an answer phone message for someone, you do not put the phone down mid message. To go and answer the fucking door, like <laughs> I mean, it works for the program because they get a tape recording of effectively like the murder. But also, you don't do that. Like, who? You do not do that. Who you has, do not do that? Who has ever done that? As, as if you're talking to a real person, like just like, oh no, I've just got to go and get the door. It's like, no, no, you're you're leaving a message. You just put the fucking phone down. Um, well, there's someone at the door. I better go now. Give me hearing back when you can yeah yeah Bonk, well then go and answer the door thank you marcus you know how to use an answer from <laughs> answering machine that's i don't know much but you you but know I do know that you know that much and uh, you know for that i mean i think that's why we're friends really um uh, it's, I, it's, pra- <laughs> it's my it's my practical skills like that yeah yeah um 
you know, were you to leave me like answer phone message, <laughs> voice or voicemail as we're now in the future, uh, voicemail messages where you just fucked off for like ten minutes. <laughs> like, like, no, I can't be. Oh, like, hang on, hang on. I'm just gonna fill up your voicemail. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I I just, no, no, I can't be asked to do with this dickhead. <laughs> I, just, I just gotta go and hire a kayak and, and, and row up to and back. But I can't take my phone with me in case I drop it in the sea again. I'm going to punt down to Oxford to, go, like, <laughs> to see Frost. To, to see Morse. Like, get Morse on this. He'll, oh, see, Morse. He'll, he'll sort it I out. Always get, I, I always get Morse and Frost mixed up. Uh, that's, that's, that's why when you're... Um, when your kayak sinks and you're um, and you're um, attempting to uh, get uh, get attention by using your frost code, it doesn't work. It's shining, shining frost into the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, no. It's not frost code. <laughs> so, so we are. We so, so so that murder takes place. As you say, there is. Uh, an answer phone message that they use to re and they use that to reconstruct the the events that happened prior to this murder and it reminded me a lot of uh of that scene in the wire with bunk and bunk and <laughs> at the old murder scene it, it was very much a, a touch of frost version of that so she's on the phone the assistant and she's like mouthing the words as the old lady says them on the tape and then going to the door and Frost is like, and it's just shit. <laughs> yep. It's shit. It's filler and it's shit. But what I would say is in that, in that scene just before, and we're at the end of the, ep- the half now, so in a minute we're going to break for predictions, but when they're searching that old lady's flat, the second one to die, is it the second one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The second one. Um... And you went all at this point, so I don't I can't believe you don't remember it. But when she's she opens the door to one of the cupboards in like this crappy MFI cupboard the woman's got in her house, and a box of jigsaw pieces falls out onto the floor, and we both went ooh. <laughs> and I you'd seen that that was jigsaw pieces, so I can't. I, I'm I'm confused that you weren't aware of that when I said about the jigsaw piece earlier. Jigsaw pieces, I guarantee it will play a role in Frost. Solving this crime. Oh God! I, uh, it, <laughs> I think literally within about some like twenty five minutes, I I I'd given up on this episode entirely. Um, well, uh, could I? Can I? <laughs> that, that you know what we're doing here. I, I'm I'm kind of hoping that some, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the next the next forty minutes or so because. Um, you know, that's I'm 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 feeling invigorated. I th- I think kind of like now that I've kind of like expunged my demons. Um, yeah. I I can I can now kind of like leap into this in in a you know hopefully uh, productive and funny way. <laughs> it does it, it it does feel good, doesn't it, to get some of this frost angst that's been 
burning inside me for four years, just off my chest. Yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, no, it's been a while, but it's like those those cuts run deep, and you know, we we used to just shout about it at the pub, um, but now oh. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? Everybody hated Frost that worked on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I would imagine, and I would imagine that some, like most of the, like everyone, everyone involved in its production, um, you know, everyone like the editor. I would imagine like the editor hated it. Um, everyone probably hated it because it's just because it's just shit. It's garbage. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. And we'll talk uh, predictions. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> predictions. Predictions. Cool. If your predilection is for prediction, then join us after this. Detective Inspectors. Welcome back. Welcome. To predictions. Predictions. Shun, 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 shun. Um, right, uh, um, so I believe I'm going... After you. Uh, I believe After I'm... you, you're first. Uh, you're first. You are, you are uh, just to keep the uh, the listener in the loop, you are four to ahead. Okay. So uh, if you all go first this week, uh, um, what do you got? I genuinely have nothing. Um, I Considering you've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the terrible thing. It's like I've watched so much of this that I've just it, it basically kind of like just goes into kind of like the you know, the the trash box in my brain. Like as soon as it just filters through and, and just sort of like yep yeah, no I don't need that spam the spam, <laughs> yeah. the spam folder <laughs> effectively yes. Um, so I've kind of got two. I've got two things, and I don't really know either of them. Um, one of them I kind of uh, so um, just pick one and go for it pick one and go for it right I'm gonna say it's um, uh, Mrs. Newcomb um, she was the uh, I can't even remember how she actually figures into things um, she was the driver she was the driver of the woman the first woman that got beaten she was the driver that took her home that day right um, and I, I kind of uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to go for her and like yeah, basically it's just based on the, the fact that I wrote the line um, if you can't nuke them join them so um, <laughs> If you can't Newcomb join him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's my Cold War uh, foreign policy, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is basically what I'm basing this on. Um, I've got nothing else, <laughs> like, genuinely nothing. Um, but so your prediction, your prediction is <laughs> Mrs. Newcomb. Yes. Yes, just and then with a with a shit line with a with a shit line. Yeah, yeah. That that's basically everything I've got. <laughs> okay, now that's good. I asked you to keep it brief. Yep, and you've uh, and you've succeeded. I've exceeded expectations. <laughs> you've exceeded where others have not succeeded. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you can't. Okay. God. <laughs> so my I was going to say her probably or it's fair to say she is the only person 
who uh, who really comes into it. So I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the obvious... I'm going to go for the obvious one that they flagged up. Uh, so you've got so you've got Evil Driver. He's too evil. Uh, yeah. You've got the couple next door. They've been ruled out. They're just pikey potheads who <laughs> nicked her pension money when she'd already been beaten up. I reckon it is <laughs> Mrs. Newcomb's husband. Ah, uh, Mr. Newcomb. Mr. Newcomb. <laughs> Mr. Newcomb. We've got very much a marriage, um, a split... A split marriage here. He hates, and he makes no bones about it. He hates the fact that his wife drives these old people around <coughs> and miss, and and that forces her to miss awful dinner parties around at dreary Denton friends' houses. It's such a weird thing to be resentful for. It's like, God, I hate my wife. She's doing all these good things. <laughs> yeah, she's so charitable. Oh, she's such a pillar of the community. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets neglected. He gets neglected, poor Mr. Newcomb. And I also quite like him because he's very rude to Frost. <laughs> he wins points for that. And, like, you yeah. know, I think realistically, if, he, I don't, if yeah. either of us were to meet Frost, like, we would be, we'd be rude to him. Like, it's, you know, just like, fuck off with your bacon sandwich, you look. I call him a fascist like that woman in the episode. You fascist! You fascist pig! That's good, actually. That should be there should be a new category for that. Like the, the amount of episodes we watch where someone calls the um, someone's called someone calls the police a fascist. I like that. I think this is the first one because it's the only one obvious enough to include that. <laughs> Fair okay, point. let's okay let's have a let's have a quick predict uh, a bonus point game this week. Hooray! Return of the bonus point game. Score is currently two 0 to me, which is exciting. So this week's bonus point game is your your bonus points mean nothing. <laughs> they mean a lot in the bonus point game. <laughs> they mean I'm two 0 up. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so in the hospital, brought, uh, Inspector Frost bumps into a nurse called Shirley Fisher, who in other episodes I've watched of this recently in prep- in preparation, preposodes, if you will. Uh, You're not making that a thing. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I, I am, but I'm in charge. Uh, preposode, if you will. Uh, and in, this, in those episodes, he always arranges to meet Shirley Fisher, and then he only occasionally makes it to the meal because he gets called away on important police business. So, do you think, Tabby, that Frost actually makes it to a meal with Shirley Fisher in this episode? Um, I really hope not. Um, I think she's way too young for him. She's at least like 15 years younger than him. Um, uh, plus also, a meal with Frost is just basically going to be like an egg and bacon sandwich. Um they invariably go to a curry house, actually. Oh. <laughs> if you must know. I, do, I didn't really want to. Um, I'm going to say no, because I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be an, un, an ongoing theme that like Frost like continually like stands her up. Um, and uh, she could do he better. He doesn't do it on purpose. He doesn't do it on purpose. He does it because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I tell you what. So you're saying they don't have a meal. Yeah. I'm going to say they do. 
Um, just to make it interesting. Uh, I would say that kind of pretty much if they were going to have a meal, um, as a uh, as a caveat, um, if they ever eventually get to have a meal, he would be pulled away like after the starter. Um, or, no, no, no. All, all we want to know is: do they make it? Do does he turn up to the meal? That's what we're discussing. Okay. Um, I don't think he will. But um, if he does, he's not going to eat anything. Okay. <laughs> but that, that's not part of it. He either turns up or he doesn't. Okay. Um, so you're saying he won't turn up. There is no meal. He will not turn up. I say he will turn up. Okay. <laughs> but if they don't actually have a meal, then it's null and void. <laughs> and I reckon that uh, even if he does, he probably won't end up paying. That doesn't matter now. Just... just to stop wanking on. <laughs> Doing a quick bonus point game. Well, I'm done. So there's the predictions. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I can cut all that other stuff out. Yeah. There's the predictions. Join us after this when we will have watched the last 40 minutes of A Touch of Frost, Widows and Orphans. We're watching it so you don't have to. The detective inspectors. I put a pony in my pocket. I get a suitcase from the van. Because if you want the best, but you don't, don't ask, ask questions, questions then, brother, I'm, I'm your, your man. Because he's the one who's driving me berserk. It's like, only no. for, only fools we'd... and horses work. Um, I wish we'd been watching that. Uh, I, I so yeah yeah. So David Jason, uh, so much better than Frost. Like it, so much better. Uh, I just don't. Oh god. Well, where did we start? Well, we're kind of halfway through, so um, let's start from there. Well, it's it's disappointing. I think. In, in the main, I mean, I know neither of us like this programme and I'd forgotten this episode, but it, again, it all came flooding back to me as we went on. Uh, but it's, it's shit. It um, really is. I mean, uh, genuinely. I mean, I mean, basically, poor. It's poor. We get back and uh, there's basically, they work out it's probably one of the drivers through some means or the other. And then the, the female PC... Uh, looks at a computer and Frost like you know you you know gets all naughty because she uses a computer and he doesn't agree with them. But she finds out that one of the drivers, Robert Gould, um, was in Devon two years before when another woman was beaten on the on the same day that the initial crime in this episode took place. And pretty much from that point on, we know we know who did it. Basically, I mean, I can't. I could. I could try and dress it up a bit more than that. But you do. You find out. I mean, we had forty minutes of this left when we went back, and you find out within five that that's who it is. And I mean, you have some long scenes of Frost round at Gould's house, talking to him. That he's got a blind grandmother who looks after him. And um, he's made out to be this saintly figure, but he's obviously not. So we have a few things like we we have the fact that like um, uh, Frost discovers that his partner is a lesbian, um, and 
is kind of weird about it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like that weird sort of like mid nineties sort of like I'm accepting, but also have to make it a thing. It's like it doesn't have to be a thing. Just, just. He's a bit confused. He's a bit confused about it. I mean, I don't even. I don't even really know why it's in there because it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't make any difference to the plot whatsoever. It it, it doesn't. I mean, just, I think it's it, it's it, it just it, sort of shows Frost up to be a prick, <laughs> and he really doesn't need any help with that. I mean, I think it's got like oh look at look how modern and edgy we are. Like we've got a lesbian like police detective. It's like you know, unless we forget some like the first half where he berates her for like wearing a skirt. Uh, and just like fuck you, fuck you, Frost, and fuck you, writers. Like this is, yeah. uh, uh, it, it it seems so so utterly weak. And and like you know, she goes through the episode like playing like the pronoun name and like and being kind of like, well, yeah, I will. I'm uh, yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm with someone. And it's just like no, no, you're. Uh, uh, but why? You're with a woman. What I don't understand is why she, you know, in any reasonable, the first time he says, um, "Oh, are you going out with your boyfriend tonight for dinner?" She would say, "Actually, it's not my boyfriend; it's my girlfriend." Yeah, yeah, and no, then it's all fine. I mean, why is this even being set up in this program as being a mystery? Uh, that or anything of importance? <laughs> you are exactly right. That yeah, that is how one reaction but you know we're looking at this uh, looking looking at this in like 2017 eyes um maybe in 94 it it was different i mean it, it was people were it probably was it probably was very difficult if you were a a, a, a police woman or a man and uh and bisexual in those days not bisexual, but homosexual, <laughs> lesbian. Not, no, but you know what all, I'm saying. All of the, like, uh, any, any part of the L- uh, LGBT community was probably um, a uh, yeah. It, it was a difficult thing to kind of like broach. But also, if you're doing but, it, but uh, yeah. but but sorry to interrupt. But if you're doing it, I mean, this is a program that likes to think of itself as being gritty and on the edge and it's got like dark themes and stuff like that so why not actually have a plot where there is some sort of link with her being a lesbian and then maybe it could, it could play into it but in this it's just there's no need for it to be there whatsoever well no you've uh, yes again marcus you you have hit the nail on the head um uh, and this is exactly my problem with this program um, is that they are going out of their way to try and seem like they're actually kind of like gritty but actually not like everything about this is is so bland everything is so utterly kind of like beige and mundane but they they've kind of made the mistake of actually kind of like thinking that by referencing these uh, sort of like topics, that makes them gritty. But also, they don't address them. It's like uh, yeah, it, you need you need to have a, you need to have a context. If you're gonna have if you're gonna make a thing out of the fact that that police sergeant is a lesbian, there needs to be some context within the program where that is relevant, rather than just Frost being a bit of an old fuddy duddy. It just 
you know, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't need to be there. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's go through the uh, let's go through the plot, and then we can do, talk about how angry this program has made us. <laughs> Which is probably coming across already. <laughs> you might have got that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, we find out pretty early on that that, that this driver Gould is the main detective. Frost eats a bag of chips in the car. Yep. Uh, later on, he eats a pie. Makes me makes me think that perhaps it's written into David Jason's contract <laughs> that he needs to eat junk <laughs> food non-stop through the uh, film. Uh, I, I, I think he kind of has to, like otherwise he starts like fitting or something. Like he is like genuinely going like. Um, <laughs> I think even in the scenes, even in the scenes when he isn't eating junk food, there's someone just off camera with like a big tray of deep pan pizza. Or a doner kebab. Now cut! Get David I, uh, Jason his greasy food. I think, I think basically if he doesn't get his grease, he's going to like, he's going to turn into like um, Derek Schrotter. Like, he's just going to re- revert to type. And that's, that's sort of like... <laughs> I need to feel this. I need to, I need to properly be into the character. So um, yeah, all the grease, please. <laughs> There's too much. There's four four instances in this programme where he eats crap, greasy food. But anyway, so basically the jigsaw puzzle comes into it because this Gould makes like large piece jigsaw puzzles for his blind... For the blind, which is fucking ridiculous. But she does it... (laughs) uh, you, You know, I'm sure... I'm sure that is a thing where people who are blind, cause, you know, because he's cutting it out specially in his garage to make it into a into a thing. So, you know, it is it is absurd, and it's obviously another thing that they've put in there as a plot device just to make it possible for them to catch the thing. But essentially, I mean, you find out it's this guy, and then Frost goes on a date. Uh, they don't make it to dinner. They have a drink. Uh, should we, uh, should we talk? Should we talk about this date as well? Like they're they're in an empty pub that is closing. Um, no, uh, it's happy hour. It's happy hour. Uh, but they are the it's only co- ones there. And like yeah, but he says he says oh, I can see why they call it happy hour as a joke. Oh God, he's such a dick. <laughs> such a dick. But let's get through. Let's get through the episode. So. I don't even so so they work out who it is and then the way but this I mean we criticised or you not not criticised but one of your comments last week with Hunter was that in a 45 minute programme we knew who the killer was after half an hour but at least the, the next quarter of an hour was good fun of them trying to catch you are, you the guy. You are absolutely right. There were, car, there were car chases there was shit going on there was a montage with a U2 song there all sorts of stuff happening with this. You know who it is with half an hour to go. Yeah, yeah. We... All you've got left of all you've got left of the plot at that point is Frost in that scene at the end, where he 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 talks to them over for ages until the guy tries to hit his own grandmother. So yeah, we we, we sat through. So it's a hundred minute program, um, and we sat through. Uh, I guess kind of like 80 minutes um of frost dicking about and and not being a particularly good policeman um and yeah we there's just nothing there (laughs) there's there's nothing i mean this is the thing there isn't 
and we'll, I mean, we'll round it up now. We'll round the plot up now because the plot is is done. Basically, the way he, he, I mean, he goes round to the house at the end when they know who it is. Basically, what happens is the old lady, the the victim of the first attack, who is in hospital, she eventually dies. This is what Frost is then called away from his date because of that. So they go round to Gould's house and he tells Gould that the old lady's woken up and she's going to be able to speak. And then, but even that doesn't really have any relevance. Uh, and they just get into a big chat about his mother, <laughs> who 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 basically were, had the child, and then when he was three months old, she pissed off and left him with the grandmother. So he spent his whole life with his grandmother, and then Frost just talks and talks and talks, needles this guy to the point where he almost then attacks his own grandmother, and that's it. And then he confesses. And that's the plot, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's uh, uh, basically all of the characters we met in the first half, or certainly like the first hour, we don't see them again. Like, uh, 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 it's yeah. entirely needless. It's like... Yeah. Uh, the two... Uh, they, the, so, there's, uh, so there's the married couple, the Newcombs, who we predicted one of each was the killer. Yeah. And then you've got the young couple... And that, and you're right. You don't, you don't meet, you don't meet any of them again after the hour point. They have, you haven't actually spoken to Gould before the hour point. Yeah, yeah. They have absolutely. There is no need for them to be in this program, or for that to exist. Like it's so. I mean, look. Let's look. Let's round it up. And then, and then we'll do predictions. Okay. And then we'll talk about. I oh, know we've done predictions. And then we'll. And then we'll well, yeah, yeah, I guess we have. But we'll just do the. We need to have music and then the official prediction section. Okay. That's that's how we do things yep. around here. <laughs> so, so that is the plot, basically. That is what happens. Uh, join us after this for the shock revelation about predictions. It's going to be a doozy. Felony homicide. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's time Welcome to. Back. Do uh, welcome back. Thanks, Tabby. Thank uh, you. Time to uh, quickly look at predictions. So we'll deal with the bonus point first. Uh, they did make it out on the date. They did. However, and I and I was I was punching the air at this point, <laughs> feeling all uh, pleased with myself. And then it turned out they weren't at the meal. They were having a drink before they went for the no, meal. No, no. So like, it's, yeah. it's a moot point, but I'm it, I, it, I accept it, that there, you there is no, There is nothing moot about this point. Like, I think I even said, like, they will probably have a drink, but he won't eat. Um, he, he will go off to... Um, I'm letting you have it because they don't even make it to Lorenzo's, the Italian restaurant that's run by a Spaniard. And yeah, Who give the fuck. They they are going to like the probably the worst pub ever. Like also the worst pub where you take your like half full wine glass to the bar and then they just top <laughs> it, it up. up. <laughs> it's like, that's not how drinking works. That's not how pubs work. It's like can I you, you, can I just say can. I, it, it, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Please, but no, you're 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 quite correct. That is not how pubs work. But what I tell you, what in earlier in this episode, there were two scenes in that pub, 
And I mean, I'm in Spain at the moment, and so I'm sort of missing British pubs a little bit. But also, what I'm missing is British pubs in the mid 90s where you could sit around drinking big pints of beer and smoking fags. And this pub they're in just takes me right back. Yeah. Takes me <laughs> right back to the good old days. Which obviously weren't the good old days because everyone was getting secondary smoke and dying of cancer. But <laughs> they were. But they were good times, right? When you. Like, it's not the same anymore sitting in the pub and not being able to smoke a few fads. Well, you know, that's progress. And I I think that's... And I accept, I accept the progress, but it does make me nostalgic. It does make me nostalgic for those times. No, I, I, I think that's that's kind of the, the that's the line that Frost would take. Like, like um, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna compare you to. I'm gonna compare you to Frost. You are. It's like well, we're just uh, just a few minutes left of the last ever episode. Of the <laughs> Well, the last episode in its current format. There will be future episodes. But with which that, will be just me. Just, just you, just you shouting about, <laughs> shouting about states of programs. Good luck with that. It'll be, it'll be a lot easier to edit. It'll be a lot easier and probably a little bit more successful, to be honest. <laughs> no, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Well, I'll change the fact that you just compared me to Frost. But other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Well, uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> okay, so to round off the to round off the predictions, uh, it wasn't Mrs. Newcomb. It wasn't. Nor was it Mr. Newcomb, because neither Mrs. Newcomb nor Mr. Newcomb found any reason in the writer's eyes to appear in this episode again. No, uh, every, everyone disappeared. Um, everyone, uh, everyone. And I, I, I take that as a massive insult to my my very good joke. So um, that's, I think that's what I think that's how they meant it. <laughs> they wanted me to make the um, if you can't if you can't don't nuke say them, it again. Don't I, say it again. I want to. I really want you to. You did this with Donny Sparko last week. Make a good joke. Make a good joke. Leave it at that. Move on. You don't need to remake the good joke because you're taking away. I've got so little else. <laughs> okay, well, uh, while Tabby works out what little else he's got, we'll, uh, we'll take a bit of music and then we'll come back and we'll just have a, we'll have a general chit-chat. We've got a bit of time. Um, we'll have a general chit-chat about Frost because it's safe to say that neither of the hosts of this podcast like it very much at all. If you can't nuke them, join them. Closing arguments. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Um, hey. I'm quite annoyed that Tabby managed to get that awful joke in again. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm here for, really. <laughs> Is it... <laughs> You know, I, I was wondering. <laughs> you, you. St- <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, give me a purpose. Let, let me, let me, let me have a purpose at least. <laughs> like, God. It's good. If you are, if you are listening to this and you like Tabby's awful jokes, do send us a tweet uh, at detect underscore inspect. 
or uh, wing us an email, thedetectiveinspector at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or, um, yeah, uh, tell me about I'm doing okay. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Do that. That would be, be nice. <laughs> Maybe you could ring them up. Have you not learned anything from this episode? <laughs> Just leave a very long answer phone message <laughs> of me being murdered. <laughs> I've got some jigsaw puzzles for sale if you want to buy them anything one piece missing <laughs> that's the only way to sell a jigsaw puzzle it's so funny uh, yeah. <laughs> jigsaws for the blind <laughs> I can't believe you find that so funny That is a. am sure that is a genuine thing I don't know if it is. I'm really not sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna rate uh, Detective Inspector Frost now. Not the show. Not anything else. But we're just very quickly before we get onto final thoughts about the program itself. Okay. We'll just quickly rate. Let's do that. Frost as a detective. I will go first. Uh, Frost as a detective. He did none of the detection work in this. Like, he didn't find anything out. He found no clues. None of it was up to him. He was given information by other people that made it so clear who it was that was a murderer that he really had nothing to do. All he did was go round to the house and needle the guy to the point that he got a confession out of him, I guess. Um, So... I mean, in the spirit of, of just... I mean, he's there. He, I guess it's his team he's running. He was the one running the meeting, so I'm going to give... I'm going to give Frost a fucking four. Uh, you... Uh, yeah. A grudging... A grudging four. Uh, yeah, and you're right to do so. I think I'm probably going to go for the same. Um, he did nothing... Uh, 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 there was nothing there. Um... He bumbled about, like, attempted to get off with a girl who was a woman who was far too young for him. Um, everything about him was terrible. Um, there was no real detective work there. Um, he didn't even have his, like, didn't even have, like, an assistant to, like, point him in the right direction. Like, he. Yeah, no, he was, he, he, he was useless. Um, well, he has got the assistant, hasn't he? He's got the uh, the lady assistant, the, uh, uh, the female sergeant, was his assistant in this case. Oh, okay. But there was just, but there, there was, was nothing, nothing for her uh, to do either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they did nothing. Basically, he swanned about being like a um, being a bit of a smug dick, and suddenly the <laughs> suddenly the case was solved. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, what was it? A uh, hundred minutes. Four. Are you gi- are you, are you giving him a four? I, I'm going to give him a four. Yeah. I'm okay. Gonna... So fours all around. Four. Four four. Four four, four for Frost. Yeah. Just uh, just to clear just to clear up, we didn't clear it up a moment ago. Predictions is still four two to you. Yep. And uh, bonus points is now two one to me. So you're you're on the board there. 
Thank you. Um, yes, Frost did not have dinner. Um, Frost went out for dinner, um, stayed in, went to a crap pub, and it's an awful. It wasn't even. It's not even a pub. That that's a wine bar. <laughs> no, it is. It's a wine bar. Yeah, you know they weren't pub seats. That was not a pub. You do not in a pub get your little tiny. You know, round bottle uh, glasses of wine topped up by the wine waiter. That was a wine bar. I know the difference. It was a bad wine bar. <laughs> it was a bad wine bar. It was a bad wine bar. So, I yeah, getting onto Frost as a whole. I mean, I've watched I've watched a few of these in the last sort of couple of weeks in uh, preparation for this. Uh, Prepisode, if you will. Um, <laughs> it's not a thing. You're not going to make it a thing. <laughs> I am. And I do, I do feel like he does more in some of those other episodes than he does in this. I mean, this, this was a particularly... Felt like a particularly poor episode of Frost. Well, that's, that's kind of what I thought when I watched, like, the, when I watched my um, preparing for the episode... Um, episode. Um, episode. Uh, no, preparing for the episode. Episode. And <laughs> so much. It's such a mouthful. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> You can't, you can't lay those tracks, and I expect me not to roll down the mist. <laughs> you just got to back it up a bit. <laughs> Throw back to uh, last episode. <laughs> ah, see, yeah, didn't need to say that. No, no, it's you know, just you know, just let people know we're thinking about this. <laughs> kind of. I'd, I'd like to think our audience member is intelligent enough to know when I've done a throwback to the previous episode you <laughs> to point it out to them that's insulting to them oh fuck them <laughs> you've said that before as well yeah well you know when we're, when we're famous we'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> be fine. We'll, we'll we'll be able to walk out on stage and like which is like, when you when you when you say when we're famous, do you mean for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like we can walk out on stage on stage and 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 you can say, let's lay down the tracks, and like the audience will be like, amazing. They will. <laughs> you just gotta back it up a little bit. They will shout out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, they will love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll shout out if you can't you come no go join them <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that is exactly what's going to happen <laughs> old Bruce Forsyth has got nothing on us God rest his soul uh, yeah he's dead but it's fine but also yeah. dead without any kind of uh <laughs> No dark cloud can hang over his death. So that's and thank and thank God. Thank God for that. No, it's nice, isn't it, that one of these people has gone and immediately hasn't been hauled across the coals in the national papers for being a deviant. Yeah, like it's nice that there were some good ones out there in the seventies and the eighties. It's uh, it's how I'd like to go. <laughs> 
What? When you die, you want all your sexual deviance to get hauled across the newspapers. No, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, basically when I die, I wouldn't like people, oh no, he wasn't a pervert. Um, or if he was only in a good way. Uh, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Acknowledging you are, but only in a good way. Well, you know, everyone has uh, proclivities. So, um... so back to Frost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we veered slightly off tangent there. Um, but there's nothing to, like with Frost. There's nothing really to talk about other than the fact that we kind of hate it. it, it... Well, I've got, I've got a little, I've that, that because for me, I. I can't hate David Jason because I like David Jason. All the stuff he's done before, most of the stuff he's done before is good, right? Yeah, yeah. O- um, uh, um, uh, open uh, All Hours, Porridge, Only Fools and Horses. It's all it's all good stuff. Darling Buds of May I'm not so keen on. But, you know, this feels like... Oh, it just doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need uh, to be there. Uh, no, it's... It... It's it's poor and it is basically kind of like the it's the poor man's morse basically they they are trying to make like a um, um, like a a commodity sort of miserable kind of um, detective but without any of kind of like the backstory and like the depth and like John Thor playing morse was fantastic like uh, he like you really understood so like you really got that character and like uh, there but was... it wasn't but, but but the thing is it wasn't about more it wasn't about morse it wasn't about john thor playing morse that made morse good he is good in it it's the writing do you know what i mean the more uh, yeah yeah the scripts and the storylines are like really strong and they hold together but this is just it's garbage it's like it's only there to give David Jason something uh, to do. Uh, absolutely. Uh, like, uh, nothing... You don't really care. You don't really care about him. You don't care about the characters. You don't care about anything. Like, uh, he just sort of, like, fumbles about eating, like, the, the, like cholesterol sandwiches. And, um... Uh, you, you, uh, there's absolutely no point to it. Like... Uh, I don't care about his character. I don't. I, I don't give a shit that his wife died. Um, I do. No. Uh, uh, um, you know, which we didn't really kind of like touch on any, any of his kind of like backstory. Is that sort of like uh, um, his wife died and but, but it's because it doesn't matter. I mean, they touch on it in the episode a little bit, but it doesn't play into. I don't know. There's something like Morse's backstory is he's never been married and he's never like got quite close enough to someone has he blah 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 blah. and that kind of does play into the episodes because there is a sadness about yeah yeah because about uh, more uh, like a world weariness because he's a because he's a well-written character and and that is good and by christ like for every second that we watched this i was like oh, i'd really like to be watching some more because uh, do and... you sorry carry on no no uh, after you Sorry, 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 sorry. Because uh, I was going to say, one of the endearing things about Morse is Lewis. Do you know what I mean? He's got, uh, a, he's got uh, a permanent, he's got a permanent companion that he plays against, and they, they solve crimes together. And Morse fills in for Lewis's deficiencies, and vice versa. And they get to, and you kind of watch it, and it's the two of them working as a team. 
the weird thing about Frost is it's always the person he's working with is always changing. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Don't know, and I don't know why that is. Whether David Jason didn't want someone alongside him the whole time, whether they didn't want to do that classic stereotype thing of the of the double act. Uh, uh, I mean, but it's I, weird uh, that they do that. I mean, I I don't know enough about the, like the source material because obviously this is like based on a book. But um, you obviously know how I feel about Lewis. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you fucking love Lewis. I, I really do love Lewis. I'd like, uh, yeah, just me, Mawson Lewis, um, going out for a going out for a drink and then maybe going out for oh. a, a curry afterwards. It, it will be amazing. Can, um, can I come? Um, yeah. Just right. <laughs> You sure? You don't sound overly I, sure I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I would be welcome in your little menage uh, a trois. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it, like maybe you could get a phone call and have to like leave and then just leave me and Morrison Lewis together. Um Well fuck you, fuck you, I'll go out with Barnaby. <laughs> You're welcome to Barnaby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go out with Barnaby and we'll sit around talking about how much we hate you, Lewis and Morse. <laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? They're, oh, they're so they're so up themselves. I think they're cleverer than us, don't they? Oh God! Like in a weird dream world where we were a successful podcast, that could probably happen. <laughs> apart from John Thorstead. So um... <laughs> my last thing really is this. It, it plays into that thing of ITV having to desperately fill the 8pm till 10pm time slot on a Sunday night, which is when all these came out. It's the same time slot they give to Midsummer Murders. And it's just, it's basically a two hour time slot. They write a one hour plot and then they pad it out with adverts and just garbage. And it doesn't work. And I hate it. I hate it. I hated this when we worked on it five years ago, uh, yep. it was, and I hate it now, and I hope I never, ever have to sit through another moment of it in my whole life. So, next week, a touch of frost. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to say that is not happening. Oh, God, could we, could we have like another Hunter or like a Miss Fisher? I'd, I'd really enjoy that. <laughs> we could do a worst idea of all time type thing and watch every episode of Frost. I, One a week. Uh, neither of our sanity is um, capable already for that. <laughs> like, that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. That was definitely not a serious suggestion. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do next week. Um, it's going to be a surprise. I think we're probably going to go back to the um, uh, magical world of the US of A. And... The good old US. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what... what you said last week? Oh, uh, what did I say? <laughs> you, you were struggling with the UK. Of oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the good old okay. UK of A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah um, so we'll see we're, um, we'll see we'll see but we're I think we're done now because we're, we're in danger of recording a podcast that is less than an hour and a half long which I think is 
I think that could only be a good thing. That's what the listener's been crying out for. So really? we, should try and, <laughs> we should try and keep it under 90 minutes. Does, does the listener, is the listener sad? Is the listener sad to hear us? <laughs> they can tolerate us for, a, <laughs> for 60 minutes, but not like nothing more. <laughs> I think they're happy for 70 minutes, but then anything longer than that, it, it becomes quite hard work. It's, yeah, no, yeah, I concur with the listener. <laughs> you beat me to that one. Okay. Um. Okay, well let's, well, let's sign off, I think. I think it's safe to say, touch of frost, last week, Hunter was recommended wholeheartedly by us both. This week... Touch of Frost is definitely one to steer away from. If you are listening from a foreign country and you're thinking of watching the Touch of Frost, do not. Do not. Uh, touch a toss. Um, it's not very... <laughs> it's dreadful. Yeah, it's just painful and boring. There's nothing to it. Um, okay. So, who have you been? I have been possibly Marcus Braeburn. And hey, and who have you been? Uh, I've been Tabby, and we have been the the detective inspectors, inspecting detectives every fortnight. Yeah, (laughs) no, it never works. Are you deliberately doing that so that it doesn't work? Are you trying to get a good time?